We are here. Welcome. Everybody here? Everybody ready to go? I am pulsing Ooh. with uh, antibodies today. Uh-huh. I, I got two vaccine shots. I got well. the COVID shot and I got the flu shot. Oh, so you were finally told at home you had to get the shot. The uh, home health director. Yeah, you, May- that's the last time I asked, because Deborah and I have it, yep. you were like waiting for your health director. That's right. I only go by the health director's uh, recommendations or threats. So no, the directive getting, came down The directive came down this morning, actually. <laughs> oh, are, you getting, are you getting spooked by the, uh, she, the, the health director getting spooked by these crazy headlines in the El Segundo Times about uh, exploding health, cases? Health no? director is easily spooked at all times. Yeah, I, I would have thought a month ago, but uh, held out to well, this long. Well, you know, the pressure began building a month ago, and I uh, just kept running She's out of no time. Barbara Ferrer, right? Yeah. So, uh, oh, and then and I, you, and you, and finally, the the uh, the uh, studies came out on whether this uh, new booster works on human beings, and and it, and it does. Because up till now, they only had mice. Yeah, well, actually, they had humans a month or two ago. I think when I got my booster, a study came out oh. that they looked at the first, I don't know how many thousands of humans that took it. It was doing well, they thought. I, then I saw another story which says it's not really making any difference. I don't, does it always end up this way? I'm loaded with antibodies either way. You got the flu vaccine, you said, too? I got, I got the, uh, the COVID in the uh, left arm and the flu in the right arm. I reversed it, but uh, that's what I did. Well, um, I go a that month way. ago. What's that? I go that way. I go. <laughs> oh, wait. No, I did get the COVID in the left arm because I thought that would be right because I'm right-handed. She asked me that. And yeah. I thought that one might be more potent. So then I took the flu shot on the right arm. Yeah. yeah, I did the same as you. So yeah, I And actually, I, had no, I had no real, which is a bummer, no reaction, really. No reaction? Yeah, you're no. kind, of, kind of partly hoping, I hope I get completely wiped out here and I'm just going to go sleep I, the rest I, of the day. Stories but. I read says that is a sign your immune system has kicked in. And the vaccine could be more effective. Yes. Wow. If you have real, like you get really tired and run down. All I had was, you know, a little bit of pain at the injection site, but not much. Well, that's what I have today. Well, tomorrow's the, the tell. Yeah. It I, settles into your body here during the day and overnight. We'll see what you're like tomorrow. I only, I only had, out of all the shots I got, this is the fifth one now. Fifth COVID shot. Yeah, me too. Me too. And, and yeah, he uh, acts like he's the only one in the world. Well, I mean, we've been there, done that. Fifteen yeah, shots really, between us. Something ought to work, right? This, but Deborah Mark, this is the John Cobalt world. It's not really news until he's affected personally, and then it's like a big deal. That's I right. Know. Yeah, that's right. I only know by what I uh, see and experience myself. Well, it took you that's long it. enough. I mean, Ken and I, we did it a while ago. Uh, you, you're, if you want to engage in risky behavior, based on mouse studies, that's a, it's a free country. Uh, but then you guys, your health director is driven by the headlines that it's a scary the, the time health, with that, the uh, triple demic. That, that's right. <laughs> you got the flu, you got COVID, you got RSV. Yeah. Do they have a vaccine for that? Well, or, it's mostly children, right? Does, does I don't it, think it affects adults much. Or Well, you constantly accuse me of being like a child, so yeah. maybe. Point. Uh, I think there is, actually, but I don't know if there is one for, for infants. I don't know. I didn't keep up with that story because... Uh, I never got the monkeypox vaccine, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's the. And that, M- that's gone away. It's the M-pox. <laughs> yeah, right. They officially call it M-pox. Uh, I call it monkey pee. <laughs> Just wanted to reverse what they did, and it's monkey pee. Monkey pee. What do you mean you got monkey pee? Where on you? Uh, all right. So you think you're going to make it through the show? Is uh-huh. that? Uh... Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll see. I so far no side effects. I only had one of the shots. One of the COVID shots gave me uh, pretty. Uh, uh, unpleasant side effects for a few hours, but only one out of five so far. That's what happened to me. 
A year is it two two or three years ago, I took the shingles vaccine along with another one. I forget which one. That really knocked me out. The next day I couldn't I went to take a nap and I felt I woke up like two hours later and I was just really miserable. But how the much, COVID vaccines haven't really uh sometimes me I out. wonder, is there a limit to how much stuff your body can take? Uh maybe there is. I you know what they had on the Yeah, remember that guy? There was that guy from what country? He was in Australia. He took like 20 shots in one day because he was yeah, making money off of it. And yeah, nothing happened. He was filling in for people. Yeah, he, he survived. And then some guy in Italy got a bunch of vaccines by accident, an older guy. But he, yeah, he survived. It's just antibodies. It's just antibodies kicking in. So not a big deal. But uh, all right, so we're all up to date on our shots. That's right. We can continue to. <laughs> yeah, we can continue the show. Yeah, because uh, as far as I can see, because uh, this made national news the other day, Los Angeles is considering indoor masking as the number of COVID cases surges and hospitals are filling up. We've heard this how many times over the last three years. Why is it always Los but, Angeles? Yeah, I, that's Why what I thought. Why Well, how come, are they even, remember nutty Santa Clara County? Santa yeah. Clara County, California, where they made uh, Al Michaels wear a mask at a football game that nobody was there? <laughs> where they were upset with a restaurant for playing music with lyrics. Are they doing this? Are they reacting like this? Or is it just L.A. County again? I'm not hearing this about any other place in the nation that's moving towards indoor masking mandates. And nobody reading the news ever stops and says, hmm, why are they the only ones? Can't we reassign Barbara Ferrer to Beijing or I Moscow? Need to. Huh? Yeah, I, know. I think she'd be much more at, at home there, much more comfortable. Probably have an even higher position. Oh, China would be the place for her. China. Or New Zealand. New Zealand was also trying New to go Zealand, zero COVID. That's right. Yeah. Go to some... Uh... Oh, did you see the story in New Zealand yesterday? No. Oh, they are, they've decided to hold hearings to examine their approach to battling COVID to see whether or not, <laughs> basically, that they went too far. <laughs> that they're fascists? Yeah. They want to examine everything they did with all their lockdowns and all their crazy ideas about zero COVID. <laughs> <laughs> to, to to look to step back and say yeah maybe we were a little over the top yeah I I saw that uh, the uh, Chinese leader's popularity apparently has taken a big hit well, even in China yeah even uh, in China even in China they're getting sick of this but it sounds like those protests have tamped down the one that was a story like two weeks ago that huh? people were tired of the lockdowns and they were well all those people were reassigned yeah they've been, they've been put in labor camps. No, right. are they called re-education camps? Re-education camps, yes. Right, that's what they do with the Uyghurs? Uh, <laughs> yes, they're, they're being taught now just how dangerous COVID is totally and why lie. it's not appropriate to protest. All right, when we come back, this shouldn't surprise you, and it took a couple of weeks to find out. Remember the Virginia police officer who catfished the 15-year-old girl out in Riverside? Killed three of her family members. The house was caught on fire. He eventually was caught, but uh, he killed himself. The teen is okay. And you're thinking, boy, that's a pretty extreme event. He drives all the way across the country to hook up with a 15-year-old girl that he got online because he betrayed himself as a 17-year-old. And then he kills the family. And then he kills himself. He's 31. I'm sorry, 28. There must have been something that happened before. Well, there was. A trigger event. Uh, wait till we tell you what happened in 2016 with this guy, which uh, remarkably seemed to have gotten past police in Virginia both the state police and a sheriff's department when they hired him. Really weird. Uh, we'll talk about what it is coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI, AM 640, live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. Hey, we're always collecting moist line calls. You can use the iHeartRadio app. You can talk back to the show using the microphone icon or call the old toll-free number, 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-MOIST-86. 
646-684-7886. Well, it was just around Thanksgiving, that story out in Riverside, where a guy who was a police officer in Virginia, 28-year-old Austin Lee Edwards, drove all the way across the country to hook up with a 15-year-old girl he met online portraying himself as a 17-year-old. Well, what a disaster. He killed her mother, killed her grandparents, took off with her. Eventually, the police tracked him down in San Bernardino County. They thought he was killed in a shootout with police, but they determined later he actually shot himself. The girl was found alive and uninjured. Now, when you hear a story like that, because it's so awfully over the top, and wow, two police agencies in Virginia hired this man. He was first a sheriff's deputy. He actually got out of the academy there, but uh, resigned not long after. And then he took a job. Uh, I'm sorry, he was the state police. And then he took a job with the uh, with the sheriff's department. But there's always a backstory to this. 100% of the time, when somebody does goes on a rampage like this, there were signs and incidents long before, almost without so, fail. And that's true in this case. When you hear this, you want to you got to wonder how he got hired by two police agencies in Virginia. These the Times got a through a public records request something that happened in 2016. It was right after the Super Bowl. The date was February 7th, 2016. Apparently, this man Austin Lee Edwards watched the game with his father, Christopher Roy Edwards. The older guy says they each drank two beers. Mm. Anyway, later that you night, notice everybody always has. Two beers? Yeah, I know. Whatever you get pulled over by police. Two Two glasses of wine? Because I think that's socially acceptable and what people think. Oh, you shouldn't be too drunk from two beers. So later that night, the uh, the father wakes up. He hears something uh, from the bathroom. And that's uh, uh, apparently the son, who is um, Austin, is the son, who had locked the door. So the father uses a screwdriver to get the bathroom door open. And he sees his son with a cut on his hand. Uh, he later told police a father did. He didn't know what he used to harm himself, but the knives and a small hatchet were nearby. Well, he's trying to hack off his hand? Yeah, or his wrist, or I don't know, a cut on his hand. I, I mean, usually, to Jeez. kill yourself, you, you cut your right your wrist, your, your artery you there. You slit and, your wrist, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, a hatchet, that'll take off uh, you know, you know, the, whole, the whole hand. A small hatchet. Right. So he calls for an ambulance. The son goes into the bedroom, sits on the bed, and according to the father, he has a pocket or a folding knife in his hands and is repeatedly opening it and closing it. Once the father told his son that an ambulance was on the way, well, Austin tried to leave the apartment, but the father subdued him in the kitchen. Uh, emergency medical technicians were first to respond. They discovered that uh, the son was being taken down by the father. Um, they were disturbed by Edward's resistance to medical aid and attempts to escape his father's control. When police got there, they found the home did have a large presence of blood inside. And the son continued to resist everybody, refusing to let EMTs treat his injury, continuing to try to escape his father. He One of the just- officers commanded Edwards to show his hands, after which Edwards began screaming and threatening everyone. So he- then they took out the taser. Yeah. Well, he he bit his dad several times. Yes. Dad had bite arm, bite marks on his hand, on his arms. Right. So Edwards began yelling at them to tease, to tase him. Uh, the father pleaded for the officer not to tase his son, that he could subdue him. After getting him to the ground, the officer and a member of the EMT crew were able to handcuff Edwards and strap him 
to a stretcher. Uh, he was transported to a local hospital with a serious cut to his left hand, and he said he was going to try to kill himself the moment he was free, and by the way, he would also kill his father. And as John said, he ended up having the father had bite marks on both his arms from his son, but didn't want any medical treatment. He didn't know why his son harmed himself, but it could have been he had problems in a relationship with his girlfriend. Well, you know, and that's what I think was happening here in in Riverside. He has extreme reactions. He was getting rejected by the girl in Virginia at that time. So he started uh, cutting himself up and he probably was getting rejected by this girl here. Maybe he showed up unannounced. And yeah, the story she, was he parked his car down the street and he waited for them to come home from somewhere. And I think, yeah, yeah as soon as they came home, he's all antsy. He wants to meet his girl. If, there's reports he may have already met her before, but probably the parents are like, what the hell? Get out yeah. of here. You're not going anywhere near her. He, he was obsessed and he ambushed them. And we still uh, don't know how he killed them, do we? No. Except it was not a gun. I think Steve Gregory said not, he did not shoot them. I don't know how, but they were found dead just inside the hallway of the house, which then caught fire. But somehow the state police in Virginia and the sheriff's department, a sheriff's uh, uh, county sheriff hired they, him. They, yeah, they, uh, the, well, of course, uh, one of these groups uh, claimed they did a thorough background check. Uh, no, you didn't. That would be the Washington County Sheriff's Office. Oh, we did a thorough background check. Well. You, you, because they put him away uh, for uh, a short time. It was a they did. They used te- one of those temporary detention orders. Right. So they transferred him to a hospital for a mental health evaluation. That ought to pop up when you're uh, looking at somebody's uh, police application. And he was later transported to something called Ridgeview Pavilion, a psych facility in Bristol, Virginia, according to the detention order. I wonder... If between the father and maybe some other people, they just made this go away. But it was in the records. The Times got it. But you have to go. You have Why to go, wouldn't the Virginia State Police have found it when they went well, where they does it? Him? Where does it end up? Because it doesn't seem to be an arrest. It seems to be a, like a mental health breakdown. So where does that information go? If he had an arrest record, it would have showed up right away. But if, yeah. they, if they're taking somebody who's going crazy... Uh, and putting him in a hospital for a few days, where does that go? Uh, It says here, two agencies said none of Edwards' prior employers had disclosed issues about him. The state police said the agency conducted a thorough background check. Still, you'd be able to find the emergency custody order and the temporary detention order. I would think you could if if, you really... Maybe they don't look look in every direction. Maybe you're right. Maybe they're just looking for a criminal record, but they weren't looking for anything dealing with the... It also has to be made available by the lunkheads who who have custody of those records. Who knows what local agency in the county has those records? And then it goes... You're going back now five years in in the case of the, the county. I remember there was one of the one of the killers. I think in uh, where was it? South Carolina, and he had had some kind of criminal case, but one one jurisdiction didn't communicate with the other jurisdiction, and he was able to buy a gun and kill a bunch of people, and he should not have been allowed to have the gun. They sold it to him because it, whatever incident he was involved with didn't show up on the record. Because there was no communication between the jurisdictions. That stuff happens all the time. I mean, I'm, Steve has always been in here. Uh, you know, we try to find out the background of some uh, 
bad guy went on a rampage. It's like, well, you know, nobody's revealing any information, and you can't find out what's going on in other counties right away. And but, well, there's yeah. only two questions here. Did the Virginia State Police find out about this uh, psych hold on this guy back in 2016? And if they did, they decided it was not a bar to him joining the police agency, or did they not find it or not look for it? Or, or is it written off as girl broke up with him? He was drinking. Had, had, oh, a, had a bad reaction. He, yeah, trying to kill himself and his father. Right. We all can sure. have bad reactions from a breakup and drinking, but uh, when you start moving to weapons and threatening to kill people and yourself. And hatches. And in the end, he did kill himself over yeah. this catfish story. So you can see it was already part of his makeup that this is how he deals with romantic failures. But uh, I don't know. Questions. All right. When we come back, try not to laugh or yell or cry, any of those three. The L.A. Teachers Union is asking for a big raise. (laughs) And that's not it. They're asking for a lot more because they deserve it. Wow. (laughs) John and Ken, KFI AM 640. After refusing to work for 16 months. (laughs) Live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. John and Ken. Well, when the pandemic began in 2020 and everything got locked down, it was a particularly long time of locking down the schools, especially the Los Angeles Unified School District. The union behind that, which is all-powerful, controlling everything, is called UTLA, United Teachers Los Angeles. I don't know how many times we threw the president into the dumpster that year, Cecily Maillard Cruz. Oh, she is a gold-plated whack job. She she has said more crazy things out loud than any union leader I can remember. And that that is tough competition because most of them are nuts. But when they finally returned to the classroom and we got a look at how far behind they got, we found out that LAUSD got really far behind. It's already a very poor academic school district, but it suffered even more because of the lockdown uh, and the stupid right. Zoom school. Can you imagine disappearing for a year and a half from your job? A year and a half. Refusing to work except occasionally on a video screen. And after that year and a half is over, you come back and say, I want a 20% raise. I am being mistreated. This isn't fair. Well, meantime, the children lost a year and a half of their education, and a lot of them are never going to make it up. It's almost like they've been brain damaged by the teachers' union. The abuse was so bad by the teachers' union, these kids' brains suffered permanent development deficits. Uh, well, they held three rallies yesterday, United Teachers Los Angeles, and John's right. They want 20% over two years. They want smaller class sizes. They're always calling for that. Although, <laughs> on that front, uh, enrollment is dropping, so they may get their wish. They're ta- you know what? The families are taking care of that. Because not too many years ago, the enrollment was over 600,000, and now it's in the 400,000s. So uh, about a third of the families have bolted and have not been replaced. They also, and this is the part about the uh, kids' academic performance, they want to steeply reduce standardized testing. Of Mm. course, that way you can cover up your failure. Because they get embarrassed every year. Every year, L.A. has some of the worst scores in the nation. Huge percentages of the kids can't read at the level they should, can't do math at the level they should. And instead, this teacher's union is trying to stuff in more woke garbage courses. Yeah, this is another socialist, Democrat, communist organization. Yeah. Do you know in their demands, 
They also want more electric school buses and solar panels installed, and they want to solve the problems of homelessness. They, this is actually in their whole proposal. They won't teach the kids how to read. They won't teach the kids math. But they're obsessed with every trendy, silly, socialist, woke policy. Yeah, that's what they're hung up on here. And who cares what they think? Honestly, I, I would let them strike. I would just tell them to go screw off. I, I Really. Because what's going to happen? They're, the kids aren't getting taught anyway. Just clear the decks. Hire freelancers. Hire anybody off the street. What, wow. what, what, what do you need this crowd for? That's my fantasy, is that one day a school board, a school superintendent says, you know what, we're done with you. At the end of the contract, you know, go bale hay at a farm somewhere. You don't get to work anymore here. You're all crazy and selfish and cruel. There's no there, other way to describe them. There is a parents group, and one of the members is, uh, maybe we should get her on, Christy Pasica. She put it wise. She goes, families are tired of the politics and the endless chaos. Enrollment is plummeting. By the time the bickering settles, there may not be enough students left for LAUSD to remain solvent. That's another reason why this new superintendent, Carvalho, is hedging, because he says if we lock ourselves into these kinds of wage increases, we're looking at tougher times. We already know that the California, and this is where they get a lot of their money, the California state budget is uh, looking at a deficit the next year, perhaps as high as $25 billion. So they know that they're probably going to get cut back, and he's got to think about that. They produce a bad product. There's no point in arguing whether they should make uh, 5 or 10 or 20% more or less. It doesn't matter. The product stinks. The kids can't read, and they can't do math. And the teachers waste a lot of time on woke garbage. So what's the point of this? What are we going to argue? We're going to argue percentage increases? The, the, so, the, te the testing is abysmal, so of course they want to get rid of the testing because it proves how, how bad the teachers are at their job. They're being offered 8% right now. They want 20. The offer is 8. They don't deserve 8. They don't that's, deserve anything. That's they how far apart they are. There should be mass firings. In, in a rational world, If I if I was king of the city, it's like, the kids learn nothing, and you walked out on them for a year and a half. So hit the road, out the door. They want to end, they want to freeze school closures, uh, which even this Times writer, this is Howard Bloom, he tried to write a, a fairly neutral story, but it's kind of sympathetic, which are increasingly going to be hard to avoid as enrollment shrinks. And, of course, to end the over-policing and criminalization of students in school. Oh, oh. This is another outfit oh, that favors so, no school police. All right. So they want empty classrooms with a uh, teacher sitting and teaching uh, empty seats. Uh, because they want, to, they want increased teachers and they don't want schools to close. So I guess they just want to. Well, of course, that's what they had for a year yeah, and a half. Well, that's teachers, a nice job, isn't it? Teachers sat Come in every day and just sit there and there's nobody in the classroom and just, uh, you know, sign off and go home. They sat around in a living room uh, with, with the Zoom screen on. Screen on and I, I know firsthand that, that some of these teachers are just playing videos on the Zoom screen. They weren't even trying. Bloom writes, the union bargaining platform also calls for the district to push for federal housing vouchers to support LAUSD families and to convert vacant LAUSD property into housing for low-income families. Then he writes, although it's challenging to, challenging to see how these elements could be enforced through a teacher's contract. Yeah, no kidding, genius. <laughs> They're asking for all these big social changes. He says it's challenging. It's challenging is the word he used. Howard Bloom. Oh, it's challenging. <laughs> No, how about the word is impossible? 
You can't you can't enforce housing requirements through a teacher's contract. Good lord. I've so. I've never seen st- every day there's new insanity. Where does this whole uh, crazed woke movement go? They can't they keep topping themselves every day, but there's got to be one point where they hit the wall. This is insanity. Well, I don't know how long this negotiation is going to go on, but we're probably going to have to listen to this for a while as this crowd takes to the streets I, uh, asking for a raise after a big failure. This Cecily Meyer Cruz, the president, says, when you can't afford even to live where you work, we got a problem, y'all. Y'all. Yeah. You know what? Tried to be dramatic. Move. Get out. <laughs> you can't afford it? Get out then. Uh, yeah, there's allegedly a teacher shortage, even nationwide. Yeah. So they're probably trying to take advantage of that, too. All right, we got more coming up. It's the John and Ken Show on KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Well, a, a small victory, but a victory nonetheless in court for those who are still trying to affect a recall of the L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon. We covered this story yesterday. There are uh, prosecutors, uh, people behind the recall who meticulously go into the L.A. County Registrar offices uh, several days a week to sit there and comb through the signatures and to see if they can come up with uh, problems and mistakes made by the L.A. County Registrar's office in uh, declining that recall and saying that it did not qualify for the ballot. We'll tell you what the development is after the news at 3 o'clock. Well, you knew this had to happen eventually. Apple is being sued by two women who were victims of air tag stalking, including one whose ex-boyfriend hid the device in the wheel of her car and another whose estranged husband tracked her by placing it in her child's backpack. Well, that's pretty creepy. Lauren Hughes from Texas is one woman. The other woman only identifies herself as Jane Doe. Uh, Lauren Hughes uh, did file a class action suit against Apple alleging it was negligent in its creation and marketing of the inexpensive tracking devices. Do you think the Apple executives, even for five minutes, had a meeting that said, do you think creepers and stalkers would use this to track their uh, ex-wives and girlfriends? Well, they said that they're stalker-proof because they include chime notifications to inform Apple device users whether or not there's an AirTag within 30 feet of them for an extended period of time. But the one problem with that immediately is, is what if you have an Android phone? And that's you don't ha- have an Apple device. That's half the uh, nation. Then apparently you have to use the app and then you have to scan constantly because you're not going to get a notification, but you can still oh, okay. figure out well, there's an AirTag near you. Well, that's right. So I go back to my first question. They know that Android has half the market share and that it's cumbersome for an Android user to, to learn that there's a, a tracking device on them. Yes. So, I mean, I mean, these, these Apple uh, geeks have no conscience. And I, I get mean, this. They also claim that the alert to Apple users are inadequate because they would not be released for a full 72 hours after an AirTag was in range. One of the lawyers said, put another way, a victim could have been stalked for three days before Apple alerted right. them of the potential danger. Right. And killed and the body dumped in the forest. So you have to have an iPhone, an iPad, or an iPad Touch that runs the iOS version 14.5 or later. That in order to have this uh, yeah, chime work and, and this system sure. work. Sure, and, and the thing is, it forces you to keep track of something that you don't have. 
this is this is uh, my objection here is that is that somebody else gets an air tag and then drops it in your purse or attaches it to your car and you're supposed to go out of the way to make sure that you are connected to the system properly and then how nuts is that i guess the response would be 90 percent of the time it works to help people find missing items all right so a few men <laughs> uh, so a few abuse men. it by tracking women but <laughs> Oh no! Uh, it it pays. It 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 definitely makes huge profits, and uh, they figure every once in a while. I'm sure they thought this through that every once in a while, hey, somebody might get raped and murdered. There'll be a lawsuit, and that's the cost of doing business. We'll just settle it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's like when. Uh, Do you know how much they go uh, for these air tags? I don't know. I've never bought one, but you know, you want wondered. you know something? I bought I think four of them, and then uh, they're lost in the house, and I can't find them. I need a set of air tags. Oh, you tags. need an air tag to find the air tag. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, they go, they went, they fell into a black hole. But no, my, my, our kitchen table is where my wife does all the house business, right? And then there's a bench near her seat, and and it's got stacks and stacks and stacks of, of books and paperwork, and just all kinds of things, right? It's become a storage corner. Somewhere, maybe there, maybe somewhere else, are the air tags, but I, I can't find them. And I, I, I don't know how I can find them. Well, here's the creepy story from the Texas woman, Hughes. She had recently ended a three-month-long relationship in August of 2021 when her ex-boyfriend began making abusive posts on social media accounts and using fake accounts to try to follow her private accounts. He soon started calling her from blocked numbers and leaving threatening voicemails, according to the lawsuit, ultimately leaving objects at her home. Well, fearing her safety, she decided to move in October of that year. But she, when she returned to her hotel, uh, she noticed she got a notification on her iPhone that an unknown AirTag was nearby. She attempted to engage the feature, causing the AirTag to beep, but could only get it to work one time. She ultimately found the AirTag in the wheel well of the rear passenger tire of her car. How about that? It yep. was colored with Sharpie marker and tied up in a plastic baggie. Yeah. And she's got to go through all that work to find this little spy tag left behind her, her uh, crazy boyfriend. Yes. She's got to do all the work. That's ridiculous. It's, it's uh, an unwanted outside product, which has now become a, a danger to her. She said all they could do was give a cease and desist order to her stalker when she went to yeah. police. Fast forward to March. The stalker posted a picture on social media showing a taco truck in her new neighborhood with hashtags referencing her new location and included a winking emoji. Wow, yeah. with a separate hashtag, hashtag Air 2.0. Would that be an updated Air tag? There's, is that what... there's nothing worse than a stalker because that, that is such a bizarre mental illness. And yeah, it, there's no stopping and, them. Yeah, and, and there's, there, there aren't effective laws against them either. And it never goes away. Or it's very, it takes a long, long time for it to go away. The Jane Doe woman, meanwhile, found, first found an air tag in her child's backpack in the summer this year, following a contentious divorce in which her estranged husband harassed her and challenged her about her whereabouts. She tried to disable or otherwise render it ineffective, but soon another one showed up in its place. She then got a friend to download the Android app to find the trackers, but it could not confirm or deny whether a specific air tag was being placed in her child's effects by her estranged husband. Both women continue to fear for their state safety as the yeah. stalkers have evidenced a commitment mm -hmm. to continuing to use the air, tra air tags to is, track them. Apple is not your friend. 
Apple made a product that makes it easier for stalkers to track their prey and makes it difficult for the prey to uh, detect that they're being stalked. Like that, that, that is a great American corporation, isn't it? They also claim in the lawsuit that the little chime it sends out is very low-toned and could be easily confused with something else your phone is doing. So you may not be aware right away that it's telling me there's an air tag yeah. Yeah. in the area that might be tracking. Yes, that's right. That, that your ex-boyfriend is chasing you. <laughs> the world is really nutty. All right, coming up next, uh, we had mentioned this yesterday at 3.05. Uh, we talked about how those behind the attempt to recall the Los Angeles County District Attorney George Gascon are not giving up. In fact, uh, they're allowed on a limited basis, and that's the contention here, to go to the registrar's office and review signatures that got rejected to see what they can find out and whether or not this was done on the up and up. We'll talk about it some more. There's been a development. John and Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom.